Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Recalibrating the Scales. I'm your host and Chief Executive Resolutionist, Normie Avaska Scales, at your disposal. unadulterated beauty. Once upon a time on a runway far away, within the hustling, bustling parameters of Chicago, Illinois, I'd graced the local modeling arena. In brief, I recall gawking at flawless, impeccable, finished photograph portraits of breathtaking African-American beauty. Then scanned the room dense with girls, a far cry from rigid standard or standards or bars posed by the fashion modeling industry, might I add. Hmm. This is a this is a chosen lot for the show at hand, I asked myself. So then I shifted my gaze to the blushingly beautiful headshots on the wall, then back to the cluster of cackling ladies dispersed throughout the room, then back to the photographs when it abruptly occurred to me that shut the front door. These are the exact same people, the precisely the same women. That is, the headshots on the wall and the women in the room. So a new dawning, an epiphany arose, confirming the miraculous magic of cosmetics. Makeup artistry coupled with stellar photography, this newfound enlightened enlightenment pertaining to the magnitude of literal mass, shades, and colors had altered my perspective of Hollywood icons, which are often depicted as physically unblemished, flawless. However, the advent of, mo- of modern cosmetics techniques and advanced technological imaging and applications have catapulted the beauty industry to elevated tiers, to say the least, ladies and gentlemen. Furthermore, augmented slender waistlines and voluptuous bosoms have graduated to curvaceous hips, thighs, and derrieres, and above all, long, luxurious weaves, infinitely draping faux tresses, some actually human hair, might I add, and lashes, might I add, have set a newfound precedent for the new end look and complementary physique. Hence, the frail, rail-thin bodice has ceased serving as the sought-after look, to say the least, my dear listeners. So welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to yet a, another sprightly and spry episode. I have fellow entrepreneurist Tracy Walker joining, joining us this evening to converse about her natural hair care expedition and her hair care line. So Tracy Walker, mother, CEO, and founder of her recent empire, Corey Lachey's Natural Hair Care Products, is poised to divulge her mission, sentiments, and quest to restore the confidence of women of color and amid her personal testimony and evolution during her transition from the creamy crack, which is a relaxer, as we may know, to forging and manifesting her dream via a leap of faith into the realm of self-employment. Now, now we've spoken ab- upon 
unadulterated or adulterated beauty, adulterated and unadulterated beauty during prior episodes. Yet now let's focus on the natural versus contrary hair phenomenon. As an aside, I shamelessly confess that I too have been a slave to the creamy crack for an extended interval, much longer than I should have from seventh grade until the year 2000 when I elected to undergo my big chop from long to short hair chemically processed to the virgin pixie that I donned today. Needless to say, converting to a naturalista was the most liberating decision I've made yet. Not to mention the healthiest head of hair my hair has been since too. So join the bandwagon to purge the perm, ladies. Okay. Beauty, cosmetic surgery, and body image standards, let's face it, have drastically evolved over the past decade. So Hence, the status quo and societal norms have reached a new precedent, as I've already alluded to, coupled with the implementation of accelerated cosmetic and photographic advances, and pardon me, advancements in mediums. Case in point, makeup and technological imaging has transcended that magical realm and ascended it to, again, the higher tiers that I've referred to. Thus, the impeccable beauty transformations in artistry has become a phenomenon. So prior to segueing into the conversation between Tracy and I, I'd like to encore one of my concisely written original poems titled Facades, Metamorphoses of Mahogany Swans. Obscenities, ill shrills and malicious cries emanating from former juvenile peers, assailants, fall swiftly upon her muted ears while soulful windows captured a blushing, a blushingly radiant gaze, birthing an untainted, tantalizing reflection, donning, donning the mask, spawned by earthy hues, none other than mahogany, dusted with café con leche, mated with scarlet, embellishing silicon-infused lips. Without further ado, let's hear Trucy's stance on the aforementioned subject. So welcome to the Recalibrating the Scales radio show, Tracy. How are you this evening? I'm sorry, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you perfectly, loud and clear. So how are you this evening? Welcome again to the Recalibrating the Scales radio show. Thank you for carving out the time under the wire to join us. Okay. Yes, thank you for having me. Um, and And I totally agree. Um, for me, I have nothing against relaxed hair. You know, we all have experienced that, you know, um, growing up, like we were always told like our hair was too nappy. Um, so, and, and to kill time, what did our parents do? Relax our hair, right? To make it more manageable. Um, for mm-hmm. me, relaxing worked because it took out my hair. Um, so my journey of just being natural has been a journey that I've been experiencing, um, on and off for like probably like the last 15 years. Um, even when I was getting relaxers, I'll probably only get it twice a year um, because relaxers never worked. Um, up until five years ago is when I really went natural. And to mm-hmm. be honest, my hair has never been this manageable even with the relaxer. Like I don't have to experience like tangles, um, matted hair. You know, sometimes if you don't comb your hair, you add water, you know, matte. But just my whole being able to 
like just comb through my hair and, and, and not have to deal with so much breakage and my hair is not falling out and just having damaged hair, that has really eliminated with me being natural. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, and and thank you for for giving that personal snippet and personal testimony. Can you share with your listeners or with our listeners, I should say, a bit a bit about you and your craft per se? Um, well yeah, this was actually a hobby of mine. Um I opened up a business um called Corey Lachey, Natural Hair Care. Um, this was a hobby. This is something I've been studying for over probably two and a half years, three years since I had my daughter. She is who inspired me to even start researching. Um, so that's been my journey. Um, it all started just because her hair was a different texture than mine. So the products I had never worked for her. Uh, so mm-hmm. when I was shopping for products that would work, Everything I was buying wasn't working, and that's because I did not know her texture, So, which led me to start studying different type of hair textures and learning the difference between mine and hers. Um, with that being said, once I found out her texture, I would go and buy products and not even knowing, like, half of the names, how to pronounce them on the back. And so with any mother of an infant, that would alarm you, right, because you don't want to put harsh chemicals in your children's hair. So that would led me to start going on my own journey, learning hair, learning about different uh, products that are used that's going to give you the same effect without the harsh chemicals. Mm, okay. Okay. I know you know you and I have spoken offline about that, um, and I could definitely identify. But I'm so grateful that you have taken it upon yourself and that we connected. It's not definitely not a coincidence how we reconnected, and you know this was the medium, and this you know the journey begins here. So I'm looking forward to supporting supporting that vision and that dream that you had. Um, and yeah, so I was, you did speak up, and, and 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 I like that you are into natural products as well as being more knowledgeable about the things that you put in your body and on your hair, skin, you know, so that's a I had to learn the hard way that we've got to transcend merely focusing exclusively on nutritional labels, things that we ingest, you know, through food and and beverages, by way of food and beverages, but yeah, our body hair care products, I had no idea some of the ingredients, you know, that I was, you know, in a, you know, essentially dumping into my bloodstream, dumping into my 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 brain, you know, by virtue of that and these antennas sort of above our head here, as we know, it's just a a massive antenna. So, yeah, but opting out of that and opting towards things that were just um, more agreeable, I would say, for lack of a better phrase. Another question I was going to pose, but you've already answered it, which which what labored as a catalyst, which spurred your personal natural hair care journey journey, but you've definitely you definitely shared that with us and, and expounded upon it. Um, was there any other juncture or anything in addition to that um, that fueled 
your decision and that yearning to erect your natural hair care brand? Uh, yeah, um, not only my issue with my daughter, you know, all this started from her. And when I found out I was pregnant with a girl, I was like, God, you're giving me a girl. No, I hate doing hair. And so, like, I have a master doing hair part, right? I'm still learning on my part how to make them straight. But it was just like her hair was so crunchy. And, like, her hair never really absorbed water. And so it it was really to where it was frustrating for me. She would never sit down. She would, she would always cry. And I saw her hair was breaking off. So I started to look. Mind you, when she was born, she had no hair, okay? So you couldn't even, like, it was no hair in the back, no hair on the side. So it was just like a little peach fuzz on the top. Mm-hmm. So I had to not only learn products that work, far as making her hair more manageable, I also had to learn products that's going to help her hair grow. Um, Because doing someone's hair who has no hair is like a challenge all in itself. Um, What led me to start considering and to making it a business, because this was a hobby, my intention was never to sell it. And so what led me to open up a business, because I started getting a lot of compliments about my hair. Because when I started to transition to start making products for her, I also stopped buying products for myself, and I started to make my own products. And so hmm. I started to get a lot of compliments about, you know, how long my how long my hair was, how thick it was, like what do you do? And for me, it was just me making my own products. And so when that came to surface, you know, people started asking, like, hey, well, can you make me some? And then that's when the business just went from there. Like this is a startup business, but the passion of it is real, and it's, on side of that, like, it's really growing people here. Like, people have yet to have a complaining customer, which I know that you are not going to please everyone, but I think the issue when it comes to uh, people finding the right product is because even me, we lack knowledge of what type of hair we have. So we, and I hope I'm not jumping off the question, but it's just like, you know, we look for other people and see how they're doing their hair, and we want those same results. But we don't take into counter to how knowledge they are to get those results. Okay. And I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, because you, the condition of your hair is, you know, you know not when preaching to the, choir, to the choir, the condition and, you know, just the, your, your your natural pattern, you know, it varies from person to person, you know, so everyone's not going to necessarily have the same finished product or end result as, as, as you've already, you've already spoken of. Um, I opened up basically with that anecdote and that really was, I mean, that was based upon a true experience of mine. Um, makeup is magical. The beauty realm is in essence, essentially magical. Um, and we do have it's a double-edged sword, you know. There's and you know the enhancements are good, but then we have some deficiencies, as I would call it, some breakdowns. The flip side of it. Mm-hmm. So, what deficiencies have you observed in the beauty industry regarding African American women in particular, women, but particularly African American women? And how can an e- equilibrium be attained to correct this? Because this episode does correlate to. GPS tracking and sustaining balance in various facets of life. So in this in this scenario, how can we balance this out? 
So with that, I just really think it's our lack of knowledge. Like, um, like when you see a woman on YouTube and we look at like, oh, how she get her hair like that. For me, and, and I, I'll be the first to admit, our hair is trained. Anything you do in life, anything of persistence, you are going to perfect. And so with that being said, like, people look at a lot of these girls like, oh, like, Beyonce, she's now took out her sew, her sew-in. Her hair is very long. But now, mind you, Beyonce have a lot of money to treat her hair. She has a lot of money to keep it healthy. And she has a lot of stylists who are very educated in doing hair growth. So now that a lot of these famous artists are coming out and they're now showing their real hair, what we don't understand is we just want the look. We don't do the work. Mm. And everything is about being persistent. It's about perfecting your craft. And just like with this working out, right, you work out one mm-hmm. day, is you going to get that six-pack? No. But if you work out in a year's time, you probably will get that six-pack. And so, yes. you know, um, you speak with a lot of women who say, oh, I need my edges to grow or I need my hair to stop breaking. But what are you doing that's causing it to break? Because if we have a solution, that solution is not going to help your problem if you have not addressed your problem. And that means maybe taking out your sewing for a while. Like, you know, my stylist told me that these are the best years of our life, you know, with our hair mm-hmm. and how it's this is a time where we should really embrace our hair, but what do we do? We put it in weeds and keep it in weeds all year round. Then when you get of age and you don't want to wear the weeds, your hair is thin because you have not trained nor have taken care of your hair. So now you have half of a head of hair. And so I just think mm-hmm. it's basically just embracing who you are um, understand, like, everybody can have long hair. You just have to know how to treat your hair. You just have to know how to not be so harsh on your hair. And what's funny is that people will spend, even me, because I, I, I do love my sewing because I love my protective hairstyle, um, people spend three, $400 on weave, getting the sewing, getting lace front. But people will not spend $100 on getting the oil treatment, a trim, you know, it it, it it just, like, you want production without the product, if that makes sense. Okay. It makes perfect sense. It's perfectly logical. And that's what we said. I, I'm looking forward to this best friendship that we foster, foster and we continue to foster because we're synchronized in thought. Yeah. Basically getting to the root of the, the cause. You're basically, like I said, you're not doing yourself a service if you're just going to resort back to the same to the, to the very thing that annihilated your hair in the first place. Correct. And then because I honestly, mean, I hate to say it, is that we are ashamed of the way we it all it all comes down to self love, right? We think that if we're if our hair is touching our butt, and not to, not to go against any woman who wants their hair to be longer like you know you have it's up to your discretion um it's up to your discretion like how you want to look right but when it comes to you feeling better if you have this in your head then that's when it comes to self-love and having self-love and just embracing who you are as a person learning to love yourself before your enhancement okay 
Once again, I share your sentiments there. So what obstacles, seats, and or rewards would you say you've encountered during this journey, during your personal hair care journey, during, during your this business side of, of your new empire that you're rejecting with your hair care line? What would you say? Um, well, the current obstacle I'm having now, right now I'm getting a lot of um, business in Chicago, and, and I'm really starting to get out there. Well, not necessarily business, but I'm starting to get known, right? Um, the only obstacle I have, because when it comes to natural products, you want to keep them as natural and as pure as possible. But when it's now coming to where people out of state are now inquiring, it's how can I get a natural product to them without putting preservatives in it? And that means just basically preserving the product to where it don't spoil. And I think that that has been my, uh, the most obstacle I've experienced far as now really just making, want to make myself global, is being able to produce a product that still gives you its natural content but has a preservative that will offer you a longer shelf life. Okay, and I'm on. I'm on setting on edge, on the edge of my seat, awaiting, awaiting those products. I cannot wait to utilize them. Um, you and I, like I said, we are fortunate in that you know, to, hair growth has not been a challenge, you know, for us. But you know, basically, just uh, from the sounds of it, well, you know, we're, we're synchronizing in, in thoughts. I think we probably not bragging or boasting, but have home court advantage you know, because we're ahead of the curve. But then, you know, there are uh, those women out there, women and men alike, because, you know, there are men that resort to these means too um, that may need to get up to speed. But, you know, you know what, as you've already... I've been getting more men inquiring about it too. Like, you believe it or not, men want, like, because now as you see a lot of men are starting who have, like, those receding hairlines and, like, at early 30s, and they're not ready for their hair loss, right, because that means they have to go bald. I guess everybody don't want to be bald. But I get just as much as um, men are inquiring as well as women. And, you know, speaking on the subject of men, I definitely wanted to get that question in edgewise. How do men view natural versus cosmetic or augmented hair, or as my sister would say, the hair apparatuses? You know, hair apparatuses, you know, creamy, correct, chemically processed hair versus natural hair. What feedback have you been receiving from the male persuasion? For me, just my experience, Meg just goes along with the flow. I don't know why that is, right? You have mm -hmm. your weave in it. Oh, it looks so beautiful, right? And then you take your mm -hmm. weave out and you wear your natural hair. Oh, I love natural hair. So it's like, for me, I don't... Me, Attracted to who they're attracted to. I don't think it's necessarily. Uh, some men will say that they don't want to date women with weeds. Uh, but I have yet to met a, meet a man that say he would never date a woman who didn't wear her real hair either. So um, I think men are just attracted to who they're attracted to. I don't think it's necessarily wear weeds or you don't. I think on the most part, men will prefer you have your real hair for their own personal reasons. But. Um, yeah, whether I had a soul in or whether I wore my real hair, I think the attention was the same. And ladies and gentlemen, she has a beautiful head of hair. Beautiful well, head you. of hair. 
um, I, I said the image of it is those images are burned in the forefront of my thoughts. Yes. So um, before I turn, you know, the remaining segment over to you and, you know, before we close out, I did want you to get an edgewise. Um, how can our listeners contact and, and or follow you? Uh, I just started um, an Instagram page uh, for Corey Lachey Natural Hair Care. So it's Corey, K-O-R-I underscore Lachey, L-A-C-H-E. Um, I've also been really marketing on Facebook, and that will be under Tracy Walker. Um, so, yeah, just, you know, if you're interested, um, just reach out. You know, we'll do a little questionnaire to determine your hair type. I don't, I'm, I am not in the business to just sell a product. I am in the business to sell the right product. So with that being said, just a few questionnaires to help me to determine your hair, and the products are made designed towards your hair type. Yes. And these are products to to grow and strengthen your your actually your natural hair, your actual hair. So yeah, yeah, grow strength. It allows your hair to be thicker. Um, if you have breakage, it allows breakage. What happens? Breakage is caused from dry hair. Uh, so mm-hmm. it, it moisturizes your hair because for me, I have low proximity hair. So certain oils doesn't work for me, like coconut oil. That does not absorb in my hair. My, the type of hair I have, uh, it needs lighter oil. So I make the product designed for your hair. We put plant-based oils in the product that would encourage hair growth, encourage uh, like your hair to be full, uh, you know, if you want to regrow certain parts of your hair. Um, yeah, and whatever you're looking to do, if there's like a certain thing you're looking to enhance in your hair. You know, I could work towards making you a product that's designed for what you're looking to do. Well, I just wanted to get in, um, you know, before I lose lost sight of the question or the comment, just wanted to affirm you, just to say I trust and believe in your brand and your product. So Thank I am so in much. it. And for the hall, I will continue broadcasting and sharing by word of mouth and otherwise your product and your brand, and utilizing the products as well. Okay. Yes, I have um, some coming to you. I think I found a way to send it frozen. And what happens, guys, is sent frozen, you unthaw it, and enjoy. Okay. Well, I'm gonna, I cannot wait. Cannot wait to get my hot hand, my hands on those. Yes. Because we've got a, we've got a couple of minutes left remaining before I close out the episode. Were there any comments or questions that you had for me? Um, no, I think, you know, uh, so what is your opinion? Like far as I know that you said you did the chop. Um, mm-hmm. And that is a big ordeal for me. Like when I did sewing, it was a part of heat. But I, I just, me doing the big chop just was never, I'm like, hey, it's just going to grow out. And so what have your experience been doing the big chop? Have you seen your hair growing back faster, or what has it been your experience? Um, I would say because I'm not, using, I'm not using heat and, you know, I do use quite a bit of moisture and moisture-based products that I have faster growing hair. So I find myself having to get it trimmed more often. I'm, tr- I'm doing better at getting it trimmed more often. Mm-hmm. Um Definitely, 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 it's come away. It's much stronger. It's always, it's, 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 I've had a, a strong, resilient hair type, uh, like yourself, low porosity, p- 
products just don't work for me. Seems like the honestly, quite fr- quite frankly, the cheaper the product, the better it worked for me. <laughs> I try to ramp from the most expensive to the polar opposite, and the less expensive, more economical products seem to work best on my hair. They don't like the expensive product. My hair does not like it. Um, but I'm 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 sure it will it will agree with yours. Yeah, okay. we're both low porosity, so we our hair doesn't take the heavy oils like coconut oil, olive oil. Um, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It, it sits on top of the head. You know, it, it doesn't absorb. Then it starts to look flaky. So, lighter products allows us to absorb the the moisture better. Okay. And thank you, thank you so much. You know, for that. Um, if you could stand by, I'm going to go ahead and give a few acknowledgments at this juncture. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, my dear listeners, I'd like to applaud Tracy Walker for carving out the time to enlighten us, to to share her personal journey, her her testimony, her passion. I'd also like to commend my behind-the-scenes team, Bradley, for all of your unwavering support amid the year, and all of you magnifying listeners spanning and speckling the globe. Please bear in mind that this radio platform and movement rests upon your very broad shoulders. Hence, I implore your continued listenership. Until the next episode, ladies and gentlemen, this is Normia Vasquez-Scales, signing off. 